0: Part two of our series that we're calling the Living Room. Last week I had Tyler; he was my guest. This week I have my favorite guest, my wife Dawn, better known as Pastor Dawn here at Passionate Life Church. She does an awesome job of leading our staff here at PLC, but also, man, she's such a great discipler uh, of our women. Uh, Man, we have a great group called Beautiful that is just an amazing group. Hey. If you're a woman and you haven't gotten connected and beautiful, hey, please do that. We're, we're, yeah. we're continuing uh, our, our life groups every single week. And so, man, I'm excited to have uh, Pastor Don with us today as we go through part two. Um, let me recap last week really quick uh, our, my discussion with, with Tyler. Uh, we've been talking about, we've been going back to the beginning, right? We've been going back to the beginning of the church, I feel like it's really important that we understand that this was never man's idea, but it was God's idea. The church was God's idea. And so I want to take us back to the beginning, and we started with the last words of Jesus. And today we're we're, going to go to the last words of Jesus, but from the perspective of Dr. Luke. We're going to be in Luke today, and then we're going to go into Acts. And uh, the reason why I want to Go into Luke and Acts is because Dr. Luke, thousands of historians and scholars have studied the life of Luke and his writings, and they've all come to the same conclusion that Dr. Luke was one of the most accurate historians, historians of his time. He took the time to sit down with people, hundreds of people, and get their, their, their personal eyewitness. Uh, what they saw. And that's why when we look at the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're a little bit different, but they have the same content in them. And so Luke not only did that for his gospel, but he did that for the book of Acts. He also wrote the book of Acts. So he writes the book of Luke, he starts the book of Luke all the way to the end of Acts as this, uh, he writes it in chronological order. And and that's why it's such a great historical document. And so I'm excited to get into it. We're going to actually start in Luke 24. I want to talk about just kind of like the the, the title of this message today. Yes, it's the living room experience. But Mm -hmm. um, I just want something that that to be in the forefront of your mind. We want you to be open today because we believe that this is a now word, that, that God has given us a now word for you today, right where you're at, that this word can only transform us is if we're open. Okay. And so let's read Luke 24, 44 through 53. And these are the words of Jesus. And he says this, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Jesus has died on the cross. He's rose again three days later, right? These are, this is between, this is the 40 days that he's uh, walking on earth, right? And mm-hmm. he just gave them the great commission. And then verse 45, he says, then he opened their minds yes. to understand the scriptures. And that's okay. where I just, I want to sit there for a moment and I want to stop and I just want to pray right now. I, I just want to pray. I feel like those words are so important for us. To be able to receive what God has for us today, so let's go ahead and stop. Let's just go ahead and pray, mm. Holy Spirit. I just pray that our minds would be open, yes, just Jesus. like the disciples' minds were open. God, there are people that are watching from all over the world, whether it's at nine o'clock or ten thirty or whenever they're watching this message. God, I just pray right now that they would feel the presence of God. That every mind would be open to the possibility of you, God, that there is a loving God that is watching over us right now that has a word for us right now in this moment, right where we're at. So, Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you are a relational God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Let's continue. So why does Jesus open their minds, right? Why does Jesus Open their minds, and I'll, I'll share, and then, then I'll turn to you and I'll let you share your, your perspective. Everything starts in the mind. Everything starts with the mind. Nothing can be in the heart that is not in the mind. Mm. And I think I've heard people say this: that Christians are just a bunch of mindless people, mindless humans following an invisible God. And I would say the exact opposite. I would say Christianity, well, I'll quote R.C. Sproul here. He says, a mindless Christianity is no Christianity at all. Right. Because it starts in our minds and we actually love with our minds first. We actually love with our minds Mm -hmm. first. Love is not involuntary, right? You just don't wake up one day and start to love God. Um, Love is something that is processed through our minds uh, first. Do you have anything to add to that uh, about how everything starts with with our minds?
1: Yeah, we have to make the choice to love something. We Mm. have to choose that. God didn't make robots. He made human beings. And so as human beings, we have choices. That's where free will comes in. God wants us to choose Him. Mm. And so He wants us to choose not only to believe in Him, but to follow him.
0: That's good. And so let's go the other end of that, right? He opens their minds, and our, our minds need to be open to receive God. But what closes our minds to God, right? What? Because clo- right. obviously the disciples' minds were closed off, and we see that in Scripture where they really, all, all throughout the Gospels, you know, Jesus would tell a story, and then later on they're like, what were you talking about, right? Like, like, and one of my favorite stories is Thomas, and, you know, I could see Jesus talking to his disciples, and all the disciples going like this, right? And then Thomas is like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Like, he just stops Jesus, and he's just like, no, we don't know where you're going, and and I love that, and it shows that the, even up to this point in, in the story that parts of the disciples' minds were closed off to right. the things of God, and right. so What closes our minds to God? I'm just going to read a few. Fear closes our minds. And this is a now word, right? We're we're all experiencing fear Mm -hmm. and anxiety Mm -hmm. and worry. Those things close us because those things don't come from God. And those things close us off, our minds off to the things of God. Um, Maybe no prior experience with God. Maybe you have nothing to uh, relate to in in your experience to God. Um, You have... Uh, you've made yourself God. And and now, for some of you, that just offended you. You're like, I am not God, right? Like, <laughs> I am offended, okay? I am a good person, okay? If you do not think about eternity at all, or you've already made up what eternity looks like in your mind because you're a good person, you do nice things, you have made yourself a God, mm-hmm. okay? Jesus is very clear. You must confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that I am Lord, And you need to follow me um, if you want to make it to heaven, okay? And so maybe that's where you're at today. A trauma, uh, a a traumatic thing that has happened to you can close you off to God. Um, A bad experience where you're blaming God, you you blame God for something that happened really bad, that can close you off. Um, I know that you grew up, you know, a believer, you grew up a Christian in a Christian household, right. but there was a point in time where you completely shut off to God. You closed your mind to God. So yeah. why don't you share uh, what, what made you close your mind off to God?
1: Awesome. Yeah, I, I agree with all these, this list. I, I feel like we've all experienced some sort of closure in these areas. But for me personally, it was bad influences. I had bad influences in my life that really shut me down to God's promises and God's truth. And that, that made me so closed off that I couldn't really receive the promises or the plan of God on my life. And so having those bad influences or negative voices or um, people in my life that uh, were not for God but against God really closed my heart off. I also, you know, being a military kid, moving from place to place, I experienced some bad experiences um, within the church. And and so that hurt or that offense or unforgiveness in my own life uh, closed me off to the promises and plans of God in my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And what Jesus is showing us in this passage is that our minds can actually be transformed. Amen. They can actually be open to the supernatural yes. that is God. He's a supernatural being. And so I want to I read Romans 12 too. Romans twelve two says this. This is the Apostle Paul. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this mm-hmm. world. And let's just stop there for a moment. The behavior and customs of this world is to get wrapped up in fear. Yeah to allow anxiety and stress to take over your your mind. So you buy 3,600 rolls of toilet paper.
1: Stop doing that.
0: (laughs) 18,000 cases of Lysol. You know what I mean? Like that's what the world does because the peace of God does not exist in their minds. It's not even a possibility. Right. And so Paul's saying don't act like those people, okay? Don't fight somebody in Walmart because their cart is filled with with toilet paper, right? Like, just don't fight them. And so don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And so here's the Apostle Paul saying, hey, it starts here. It starts here. If you want to experience God, it starts in your mind and you have to be open to God. If you're not open to God today, you're not going to find him. If you're not open to the things of God, Jesus says if you seek, you'll find. But if you're closed off, if your heart is hard to the things of God, you'll never experience God. It is is our decision. It is not involuntary. It is our decision whether or not we're going to open our minds to the things of God and allow God to change the way we think. Then you'll learn. See, it's it's we learn. It, it's not even instantaneously, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden we're this perfect Christian, we're the perfect image of Christ now, right? We no. we love everybody, you know, we love our neighbors, which is something that I know for me that I'll continue to work on, okay? And and that Paul's saying you learn it. It's right. in your mind, it's a process. Mm-hmm then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And I I love that so much that, man, God has a plan for our lives, even in the moment of, even in in the moment of pandemic and epidemic and just what we're going through, God still has a plan. And I talked about this a little bit last week, what Satan wants for disaster, God's got something good. and, And you know, I went through this moment of depression, the moment that we were getting shut down as a church, and it was hard for me to process, but immediately I was like, okay, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in this? Because I know you've got a plan, right? Nothing is done without you, your authority, and so what what are you doing in the background of this, and how can we be be part of it? And It's our real experiences with God that changes our lives. It's our real experience. Listen, this is the Word of God, okay? This is the inspired Word of God. This is the most important book that we'll ever read in yeah. our lives. But the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God that comes inside of us when we receive Jesus, is what allows us to experience God.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Mm. Have these experiences with God that we cannot deny. I want to continue with verse 46, and then um, I'll I'll let you talk. Um, (laughs) And he said, yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah, Jesus is talking about himself, would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all nations, Mm -hmm. beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all. For everybody who repents, you are witnesses of all of these things. And I just, I want us to sit in that. You're witnesses. Mm. Luke sat down with real people, just like we're sitting down here today. Yeah. And he said, tell me, you know, tell me your experience with Jesus. And, and what is so awesome is that he's talking to real eyewitnesses yeah. that were like, my brother-in-law, Joe... Jesus put mud on his eyes. Yeah, he was blind, and now he see. You know, he can see. You, you know, and like there was these real experiences, one after another, after yeah. another, and, and and Luke is just writing them down. And I feel like that's really important that he's having firsthand, secondhand experiences with people that are saying Jesus is real. Like I saw him do this. He, I ate some of the. Fish that that you know he blessed when he fed twenty thousand people. Best fish I've ever had in my life. Okay, perfectly seasoned, not (laughs) overcooked. You know what I mean? Like they're giving details, and and he's sitting down and he's talking with these people. And I feel like it's really important that we continue to be the witnesses of Jesus.
1: Yes,
0: because we're having because of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about the Holy Spirit in a moment. Because of the Holy Spirit, we can have real experiences with God today Mm -hmm. that literally will transform our lives. And so I I want you to just share some of your God moments that you just can't deny, like this wasn't a coincidence, this wasn't happenstance, like this was God, I know it was God. Share some of your your, your stories. Absolutely, and, uh, I, know
1: you I got love a I, I love sharing stories. Hey, I can I can talk it up. I love what God does through our experiences, and I love the scripture that says that our story draws all men and women unto him. Like it draws him to himself when we share our story and our experiences. And my story starts with when I chose God. I I chose in my mind to open my heart and my life to him. And that moment that I gave my heart fully, when I was fully all in, like I gave myself to the world 100%, now I'm giving you 100%, Jesus. And so that was a huge Miracle because I loved to party. Okay. I loved doing drugs. I loved that scene and so For me to be completely Transformed huge miracle. I was a hot mess express. Okay, hot mess (laughs) express I mean, I'm (laughs) choo-choo who was on that train because I loved it and so when i was at the depths of my sorrow, depression and going through withdrawal and all that stuff, you know, i knew that that was god taking me to that place or allowing me to go to that place so that i could go to him. and so in that in that moment when i said yes to jesus, his spirit came over me. Mm. and i felt i felt his love. Mm. i felt his grace. i felt his forgiveness. just this Pressure lifting off, like he was taking this burden that he loved me so much that he didn't care about my mistakes or my sins or the, or the things that I, I did to people um, that were not nice. you know he he cared about those things, but he cared about my heart and forgiving me in that moment. And so that was my first miracle moment. and because of my all in mentality, of I'm all in, I'm not doing this hypocrisy on the fence, lukewarm lifestyle. I'm gonna be all in, hot, boiling for Jesus, that I was gonna experience so much more. And so, in my 18 years, going on 19 years of walking with Jesus, That whole process and journey has been healing, and that has been a miracle, that my mind is transformed. I'm not so critical anymore. Wow. I'm not so judgmental anymore. I am compassionate to others. I literally, genuinely love people because God put that inside of me. That's a miracle. There's so many people out there that are like, why are you like that? It's only by the blood of Jesus and him saying it is finished, and him dying on that cross for me and coming and saving me that I could experience the miracle of freedom. Um, and so that's, that's part of it. A, a big part of our miracle story is money. Man, we love having control over our money. And when we said, all right, God, we're not going to let circumstances determine our obedience. We're not going to let finances and the stress over money determine our obedience. We're, gonna, we're just going to put our faith in front of our fear, and we're going to obey you in all things. And we have so many finance stories, but last month, out of nowhere, we received a check in the mail from our insurance company that we weren't expecting just because. That's a miracle. That's God working in our life because we're obedient to him, and we're all in. And so miracles happen not only when we believe, but when we profess and and share and follow God.
0: That's good. Why don't you talk about the car accident that you're in and, and just, because that was a big part of and God doing something supernatural in your life when you were in that car accident and then your back injury that you had for oh, yeah. many, many, many years. Oh, yeah. And um, it was just, It would just throw out it would just go out
1: oh yeah i was in a car accident when i was 15 i had three slip discs in my neck three slip discs in my back um, my lower back my static nerve and for a couple decades i um experienced back pain well not a couple decades i would say no (laughs) i would say about 15 years i would say 15 years um i experienced i would just be doing nothing and my back would go out. And I I would pray every single day, I'm healed, God. I, I receive your healing. I'm walking out my healing for years and years and years. And even when I got pregnant with Jude, I said, God, I'm going to walk out your, your, your healing. I'm not going to experience back pain. And my whole pregnancy, no pain. And I haven't had back pain in, I don't know, seven years? Seven years? I should keep track of that. But yeah. huge miracle that God completely healed my back. And I am walking with no back pain, yeah, and so awesome. miracles happen—mental Miracle. health miracles, emotional he- miracles, physical he- miracles, yeah. and you know financial miracles.
0: Yeah, um, so awesome! Just the, the testament of what God can do. And again, if you're not open to the things of God, and you're not open to experience what He has for you 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 would find a way to dismiss those things Absolutely. Like, you're back yourself oh no it didn't you know what i mean like oh you just got that random check because they sent it to you and it was coincidence and you can you know talk away anything sure. if you're not open uh, for me i remember uh, we used to have a friday night fire prayer night and it was mostly uh, young 20 somethings they would come on a friday night and i would preach and then we would just pray for an hour and a half, two hours. And mm. talk about young people on a Friday night just praying. And I remember this young man, he's about 19 years old. He came up to me right before we were getting ready to go pray. And um, he said, I've already tried to, to kill myself two times. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just done. And I'm giving God one last chance. And if I don't experience God tonight, I'm going home and I'm taking my own life. And my response to him was, Cool, awesome, get in here. And maybe you would be like, Man, isn't that kind of insensitive there, Pastor? Like, this guy just told you he's gonna kill himself. But I was so confident, and I am yeah. so confident that if mm-hmm. you open your mind, and that's what, that was the key point. He was open.
1: He was open.
0: He was open. He was coming to a prayer night, and he was open. If God was real, he wanted to experience God. And I remember that night sitting next to him and praying with him. And as I was praying for him, there was just the presence of God came over both of us so strongly. Mm -hmm. And tears began to roll down his face. And he began to weep. Mm -hmm. And he just looked at me and he said, God loves me. Mm -hmm. God loves me. God loves me. And and just that that experiencing of understanding that God really loves us. And he was experiencing that for the first time. And and he had gone through abuse and, and neglect and struggle his whole life. But in that moment, he knew that there was a real God that saw him, and, and he was experiencing the love of God. And I cried with him, and man, we, we celebrated in that moment. And there was another time that there was a, this 23, 24-year-old guy who, who, he had cracked the door open to God. He said, I'm, I'm open a little bit. And he came to our prayer. He came to our prayer night, and he was sitting there, and I was praying with him. And all of a sudden, he goes, God's real. God's real. And he just began to shout. He began to run around the room and was just like, what's going on? And he just began to, to, to celebrate that God was real because he was experiencing the presence and the power of God. He was experiencing something that he could never deny. Yeah. He could never go back in his life and say, well, that, that wasn't real because he knew God was doing something inside of him yeah. to making sure that you son. I love you, yeah. Yeah. and I want you to know that I'm real. And what I love about God is if he does it for someone, if he does it for you know, those two guys, if he does it for you, if he does it for me, yeah. he wants to do it for you too.
1: Amen. Because he
0: loves you exactly yeah. uh, the same. And so uh, I, I want to continue uh, with verse 49. I want to continue to verse 49. Uh, Jesus says this, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So up to this point, the disciple the disciples were following Jesus, but they really hadn't been changed yet. And we see that before Jesus is crucified, Peter's a wimp. You know, yeah. he denies Christ three times. Right. He, he he, you know he's he's got a potty mouth. You know what I mean? Like he's just just not a good dude. And he's been following Jesus for three and a half years. And even out, he, he's not even. He doesn't even watch Jesus die. Mm-mm. He's locks. He locks himself away. And when Jesus comes back from from death, he finds G, he finds Peter fishing. Basically, Peter's like it's over. It's over. It's done. The runs all we got to run, but it's over. Yeah. And we see. And we'll we'll look at this more next week when Peter is filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, it transforms his mind Mm -hmm. and he becomes this dynamic speaker. Mm. He becomes this amazing, fearless leader Mm. that only God could transform him into. And really he's stepping into his identity of who he was really created to be. Yeah. In that that moment, but that is only done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And yep. so, what Jesus is doing in this moment by opening their minds, He's reminding them of everything that He's already spoken of, and I believe He's He's reminding them specifically the words that He spoke in John fourteen fifteen through twenty. We're going to read it, and then we're going to really hone in on verse sixteen. He says this, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. And so what Jesus is saying is that the world is shut off to God. Yeah. Your mind is closed. And so if your mind is closed, you're not going to experience the things of God. And and he says, this is what is happening in the world. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't recognize him, you're not going to experience him. But Jesus says, you know me because he lives with you. And now later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Maybe some of you feel today like you've been abandoned, right? You're, You're struggling right now being isolated, being away from people. Jesus hasn't abandoned you, okay? You're not an orphan. He's with you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And so I want us to go back to... John fourteen verse sixteen, and I want to read it in the Amplified version because it does such a great job of breaking out the role of the Holy Spirit, yeah. this gift that Jesus is saying, "Hey, this is going to be better than I'm gone." Yeah, because they they were like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "Yes, it is," and and this is what they're they're about to receive. This is mm-hmm. what's going to transform their mind and mm-hmm. is going to transform the world. Yeah. And this is uh, verse 16 in the Amplified. Jesus says this: And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. Mm. This is what our minds are open to when. We're open to the Holy Spirit and we're open to God. We become open to this helper, this comforter, this advocate, this intercessor, this counselor, Mm -hmm. this strengthener, this this standby. And this is what the disciples' minds were getting ready to to receive. Mm -hmm. And in this moment, we see all of those words, right? We see all of those words. Mm -hmm. This is what we need in this moment. Yeah in this time of crisis, and Jesus is preparing His disciples for the grieving process. And the Holy Spirit is going to play a pivotal role in in grief. And the Holy Spirit prepares us for moments of grief. And, And here's the thing, we're all grieving now. We've all lost something and we're all in as a nation, we're all grieving. And, and here's the thing, here, here's the thing, what I believe that the Holy Spirit has given me and a word for now, grief can open our minds to things that we would never be open to without it.
1: Yeah.
0: And so as we're all grieving as a nation, what is God trying to open our minds to that we wouldn't be open to before? Yeah. If we were still in the daily grind, if we were still an hour and a half in traffic every day, if we were still going to all of our kids' sports programs and busy, 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 what is God doing by slowing us down? What is God doing? He he He's using grief to try and open our minds to things that we would never think about if we were still in the busyness of our lives. I know we've we've gone through some grief of just being able to see people and we love people so much and we love to hug you every week. We love to talk to you every week and it's just not on Sunday, right? It's, it's We do life together throughout the whole week and so yeah. not seeing people has been a grieving moment for us. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share some of your experiences that, that you've gone through with grief Sure. And kind of how it's opened your mind to things that <clears throat> otherwise you wouldn't have experienced God in that way?
1: Sure. Uh, I think one of the things that comes to mind when um, I think about grief is goodbyes. I've experienced a lot of goodbyes mm-hmm. in, my, in my life. And when we had to leave uh, Florida to come to Colorado, I had to say a lot of goodbyes. And I said goodbye to my mom, my dad, my brother, his family, my nieces, my nephew, and um, best friends I had to say goodbye to. And I experienced just that grieving of the unknown. I don't know what Colorado is going to look like. I don't know what my life is going to look like. But God said yes. God said go. And so I open my mind to what is the joy in this? What is the fruit in this? What is, what are you gonna do, Lord, through this situation of sadness and grief? And um, he did some great things. We're here. We're at Passionate Life Church. We have a church family. We have family that have moved out here. We have more family that's moving out here that we didn't know about that we're gonna that are coming. My mom's coming. So God God opened my heart and my mind to his encouragement, his love in my life, and then opened doors to more people to love. And um, another grieving moment was when my parents were going through a separation, and I'm an adult, and I'm pregnant with Zeke, and uh, I had a lot of emotions going on. And so that grief of loss of my parents being together, the grief of it's going to be different. It's going to. It's not going to be comfortable um, happened. And God opened my heart and mind to a deeper healing in my life from past kids stuff and growing up stuff. And um, I don't think that would have happened without right. the grief. Yeah. Um, and then last, um, I'm grieving right now. I'm grieving a lot. I'm grieving with people. I'm a feeler. I feel things. And when Uh, people are going through things, you are going through things, and I'm getting your prayer requests, or we're talking on the phone, or uh, I get a text, man, I'm grieving, I'm grieving not being able to hug you and love you, I'm grieving my routine, um, my normality, my my comfort, I'm grieving, and so having my mind open to what God wants to do in my life, I know is going to have such a ripple effect, and it's in layers, and I'm not going to discover all of his Goodness. Um, right now I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna see it for years to come and I'm really mm-hmm. excited about what that looks like.
0: Yeah We are we're all grieving something right now. And I look back at my life and some of us are grieving at different levels. We're grieving different things um, specifically, the people that are are grieving loss of a job. There was a point in my life where, so my whole life I wanted to be a college college basketball player, but I also wanted to play professionally in Europe and overseas. I wanted to travel and I want to play basketball for a living. That's what I wanted to do. This white
1: boy could jump, okay?
0: Kind of. and so I decided that in fourth grade. And so my whole life was, was created around that yeah. thing. And I, we were in the national champion. We we're in the national tournament um, in Oklahoma. We lost, our, we lost our first game. I was a senior. And I melted down. Everything that I had been working for, it just felt like it was dying. And I was losing my identity, and I had an offer to go play in Sweden. It was a good offer, okay? It was not a good offer. And so, in that moment, I felt like my identity, I was grieving the death of my identity. That was my whole identity. And so, I was just lost. And some of you are, are lost right now, you're isolated. And you just feel lost and, and empty. And that's what I felt. And what I turned to was alcohol and drugs. And some of you are turning to that right now. You're you're drinking more than you should. Uh, you're you're smoking weed. You know, the dispensaries and alcohol places, you, you know, the liquor stores are apparently essential. <laughs> and, and, you know, everything else is shut down but those things. And it's because it's an easy thing to turn to, and that's what I turned to. And I turned to it every single day. I was a pothead. Uh, you know. I smoked weed almost every single day. I got into drugs. I drank all of the time because I was grieving. That's how yeah. I grieved the death of my identity. And it wasn't until I opened my mind to God and opened my mind to the Holy Spirit where He said, Andrew... Your identity was never in something that you could do. It was never how good you could shoot a three-pointer. It was never, it was never that. Your identity is in me because I'm your dad. I'm, I'm your father. Your identity yeah. and your purpose is in is in me. And I'm the one that gives that to you. That's why Romans 12, 2 says, that I've got a great hope, and I got a great purpose and a plan for your life, and you have to learn that. And it wasn't instantaneously when yeah. I gave my life to Christ, hey, I'm going to plant a church in Colorado. No, that didn't come till years later right. because this is a journey. It's a yeah. processing moment with the Holy Spirit. But it was sometimes something has to die for, for new growth to begin. Amen. And I just want to encourage you to embrace things that God is taking away right now in these moments. Embrace them and look for the good of what God is doing because he doesn't want your identity to be in a bank account or an investment or a career or anything like that. He needs your identity to be in him. Because when your identity is in him, nothing can shake you. You can go through grief, and you can go through difficult moments in life, but when your identity is in Christ, in Christ alone, it's always the thought of what God. what's God doing in this?
1: Mm-hmm. What's
0: God doing in this in me and and my family? Yeah. Did you want to add anything to that, or do you want me to just continue on with verse 50?
1: That was so good.
0: It was so good. It was so good. Dave. Amen.
1: Yeah. Keep going.
0: <laughs> so... Jesus shows us in verse fifty what grief looks like when he opens our minds, right? He opens the disciples' minds, and let's read verse fifty, because Jesus radically changes the way they think here. Yeah. He's already changing. He's preparing them for the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. Then Jesus led them to Bethany and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So, Visualize Superman, right? Just you know, going up into heaven, right? He's ascending, you know, a hot air balloon. You know what I mean? He's going up into heaven. So they worshipped him, and then returned to Jerusalem, filled with great, great joy. joy. And they spent all their time in the temple. They spent all their time in church praising God. This is a weird way to greet. Totally weird.
1: So weird. like.
0: They're happy. They just lost their best friend. They, they, they lost the person that they had spent every day with for the yeah. last three and a half years, right? Like, this is a weird response to grief, to losing someone who is the most important person in their life. Right. This is what happens when we allow God to transform our minds. When we mm-hmm. open our minds to the things of God, we're allowing God's supernatural to engage with our natural. Mm. And so when we have loss, we can find great joy. Listen, Christians are the only ones that can find great joy in great tribulation. You can't explain it. You can't explain it because it is a supernatural peace that only comes from God that comes upon us where immediately something bad happens to us. You know, we have to shut the church down. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you doing? Mm. And immediately he fills me with joy and excitement because he's doing something that is beyond what I can think. I just want to be, I just want to be part of it. And so we just want to kind of, we're going to wind down here and I just want to speak to everybody that's watching today. I see more than ever. I see families together. I saw a family yesterday running together. The kids were riding the bike and walking the dog. And I believe that God is trying to put the family back together, even forced. (laughs) And I hope after this is over, because it's not going to last forever, that we realize what God is doing, that he wants us to be together together. And maybe you're single today and you're isolated and you're like, I don't have any family. You have a family of God.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's part of understanding your identity of open your mind to God and understanding your identity is you are a son. You are a daughter of the King, yeah. of our father. And that, that is what the church is. And maybe you've had bad experiences with churches and I'm sorry for that. But that's not church was never man's idea it was god's idea to create this family of Mm -hmm. god that we would realize that we're all in this together we're all equal in the eyes of god and that he created the church so we could come together do life together we could worship him together encourage inspire one another that if you don't have a family Everybody actually has a family when you're part of the family of God. And, and yeah. listen, if you don't have a church home, if you don't have a church family, we want to be your church family. Come on. When this is all over, we want to meet you. We, yes. we want you to be part of what we're doing here. Do you have anything to just kind of close out uh, today, our, our um, session here today? Uh, I just want to um,
1: thank you for having us and listening to our heart. I love what Andrew said about family. Um, Being a military kid again, uh, my family was wherever we were at. Mm -hmm. It was our church family. And I don't want you to feel alone uh, in this season. You're not alone, we're here for you. That's why we have our prayer partners that wanna talk with you. We have a prayer line where you can text or call. We would love to pray with you. I don't want you to feel Like, this is it because this is just the beginning of what God has for your life. We love you so much.
0: Yeah. And Satan wants to, now that we're isolating, right? Satan wants to isolate your mind. Okay. He wants to isolate your mind and he's going to feed you lies after lies after lies. And to bring the truth of God in, many times you have to talk to other people. (laughs) and hey, we're made for this church. We're, we're, we're Zoom and Skype and, and FaceTime, we're, we're in all of those things. And so don't let Satan isolate you just because you're physically isolated. Don't let Satan lie to you that nobody cares. We care. We care. Even if we've never met you, we care about you. God cares about you. Yeah. And we want you to be part of the family of God because it is man, one of the greatest feelings in the world to know that you've got people that are for you, that are with you, um, that are going to encourage you mm-hmm. in, this, in this life. Uh, I, I want to transition to our response time. I feel like it's really important that we should respond now. So let's go ahead and bow our heads and, and close our eyes as we just go before the Lord. And, and maybe you would say today, uh, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never opened my mind to God. And I'm ready to, I felt God as you were talking. Man, I feel Him right now and I need Him in my life. Or maybe you've drifted from God and you've just, you've consumed your life with you. And now that you've been forced to slow down, you're realizing how much you've put God at a back burner. And right now, you wanna make a commitment to putting God first. And so I would just ask, if you're making either one of those decisions, that you would repeat this prayer after me today. Dear Jesus.
1: Dear Jesus.
0: I thank you for what you did on the cross.
1: I thank you for what you did on the cross.
0: And I ask this morning
1: and i ask this morning that
0: you would forgive me of all my sins
1: that you would forgive me of all my sins
0: that you would come into my life
1: that you would come into my life
0: and be my lord and king
1: and be my lord and king
0: and from this day forward and
1: from this day forward i
0: will follow you i will follow you and open my mind
1: and open my mind
0: to everything you have in store for me
1: and to everything you have in store
0: in jesus name amen and amen, amen. come on angels are rejoicing man heaven is having a party now that you've made that decision Um, we have uh, a phone number we have an email and if you've given your life to christ man, reach out to us we've got lots of resources that we want to send to you that uh, you're not alone on this journey we want to do life with you. So, man, thank you for joining us today. Man, we love you guys so much. Hey, continue to tune in. We have a closing message for you, and we hope to see you somewhere virtually this week. Hey, Pastor Life Church. Thanks so much for checking out our video. We're so thankful you're able to join us today. I just want to encourage you to share this video. You know, text it out, post it on your social media with three friends. Pick three friends who you know really need this message during this time. Also, a quick reminder, you can give to the Mission and Vision of Passion Life Church online. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week.